uh, share this. Most people don't go to church not because they don't want to. Most people don't go to church because someone doesn't ask them to. So invite somebody to be with you next Sunday. But if you're here, as Pastor mentioned, I thought he was going to get on some of my points, and I'm like, stop, please quit. But this morning, we recognize today as Palm Sunday. It's the Sunday that starts Holy Week. And all the events that lead up to the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. I'm, I'm thankful that He did that for me. And this Holy Week is it's a special time for believers because not only do many understand what this week is about or they've been taught what this week is about, but I'm going to tell you doors are open for believers to share their story like never before. People understand that church and Easter and Jesus kind of all go together. And so you have a moment in time to share your story with those that are asking. And so please... This week, don't forget to share your story. I'm going to just spend a little bit of time, not long this morning, uh, and take the the Scripture a little bit different direction than what many probably have done before. But we're going to look at Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. If you have your Bible, say, I have it. If you're looking for it, say, I'm looking for it. If you've got an app, just pull it up. And if you're going to read the screen, well, you can't. It says this in Luke chapter 19, verse 28 through 40. It says, And Jesus had said this, He went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. And as He approached Bethphage and Bethany, at the hill called the Mount of Olives, He sent two of His disciples, saying, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there. Now they are not talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Jesus may have been a Colts fan, But that's not what he's talking about there. A colt tied there which none or no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you what you're untying, say, the Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. Isn't it interesting? They had no problem following what Jesus wanted them to do. Sometimes, that's a different message, but sometimes we need to do better. Including me. But as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks or their coats. Really, a cloak was like a a cape, what we would consider like a cape today. They would take their coats or their cloaks and they would spread them along the road. And Matthew and John writing, they share that there were palm tree leaves that were being waved. Therefore, we understand the reason they call it Palm Sunday. And when he came near to the place where they rode down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to God in the highest. Some of the Pharisees, somebody say some of them, in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry 
This morning, I'm just going to share just for a few moments on a subject called, Can You Hear the Noise? Can you hear the noise? Jesus, while he's riding this colt into Jerusalem, begins to hear the crowd. Now, similar, you guys might understand this if you are a Cubs fan this week. Uh, you can understand that if you are outside of Wrigley Field and good things are happening, and so far, good things have been happening. And if you're outside that field, you can hear the noise. Even down the street, you can hear the noise to understand that something is taking place in that location. And we understand that Jesus, as he's going into Jerusalem, hears the noise of the celebration. He hears the noise of praise and adoration as he was coming. The crowd is laying their, their coats and, and laying them on the ground as he rode the colt down the road. Say, why would they do that? Well, it was custom to do when royalty would enter. I don't know if you know this or not, but Jesus is still royalty. See, on the earth, he was prophet. But he's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords. He's royalty. But they were recognizing him as royalty. He was their Messiah. They were waving palm leaves which were associated with rejoicing and triumph and victory. This morning, Jesus is still triumph and victory. And he's worthy of our rejoicing. I, I don't know if I'm in the right building this morning or not, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus is still worthy in spite of how you feel, in spite of what you may be going through. His worthiness has never changed. He is still King of Kings, still Lord of Lords, and He's still worthy to be praised. If you believe it, give Him praise today in this house. There's four types of people that we're going to talk about in the crowd this morning. Somebody say four. Four types of people. The first type of person that was in the crowd that day are noise followers. Somebody say noise followers. Noise followers, see, they're the type of people that where there was something happening, they were there. They're not committed to the mission. They're not committed to the purpose. They're not committed to Jesus. But they like to follow the noise. They like to be where the action was at. And today we have people that jump from crowd to crowd to try to follow the noise. They're, they're looking for the next big thing. Somebody say the next big thing. They're looking for the next big thing. The next place is going to be the loudest. It's going to have the attention because I'm going to tell you the crowd that day. Oh, see what happened? Y'all broke it or something. There it is. I, I broke it. Uh, the crowd that day, the crowd that day, they were, they were noisy. They were making a commotion. They were getting people's attention. Good and bad. They were getting people's attention. And noise followers are always going to go out and they're going to look the part. Maybe 
noise followers go from church to church to see which one's the most popular congregation. But I'm confident this morning, I'm going to say some things that might upset you, and if I do, well, my email is pastorstevenaboundinggrace at gmail.com. I'm confident this morning that you and I can never be that God, all that God has called us to be until we get planted in a local body and serve where God has called us to serve. One of our core values is that we grow better together. We don't grow better separately. We grow better together. We need relationship. We need connection. We need each other, but many are just following the noise. Some follow the noise on a weekly basis, and depending on what they'll do next, whatever has their attention is what they're going to do that. They're going to do that that week. They're going to do, listen, can I tell you that the devil will provide enough noise for you to stay out of church? The devil will provide enough noise for you to go do things that you don't need to do to get you in a place where you don't need to be that will cost you more than you need to pay. But on a week-by-week -week basis, some weeks I love Jesus, and some weeks, well, next week he's a back row beauty. You know what a back row beauty is? It's like back row beauty is a car loss. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Back row beauty. They put those shined-up cars in the very, very back, and you know, they look good in the back row, but they're really not valuable. And sometimes, if we're not careful, that's where we put Jesus, in the back. Eh, he's not as important as the ones in the front row. Another noise has got their attention. So, listen, I, I, I'll tell you that, that, that people, noise followers, will always look the part. You'll never be able to really separate them or understand them, but they're, they're never going to be all that God has called them to be until they stop following the crowd and choose to follow Jesus. Start walking where God has designed them to walk. Because what happens is people will hear the noise, but they're going to miss the message. They're going to hear the noise, but they miss the message. They're going to hear the noise, and they're going to miss the moment that God has for them. The noise can many times be a distraction as opposed to what it should be and what God's designed it. Just because, I'm going to say this, just because it's loud doesn't mean it's God. I heard somebody say this, I, I don't know, just because it's sparkle doesn't mean it's gold. Just because it's loud doesn't mean it's God. And just because there's a crowd doesn't mean that Jesus is in the middle of it. Say, but it's a church. I said, just because there's a crowd doesn't mean Jesus is in the middle of it. Wrigley Field was full on April 7th. Wasn't it, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. He got to go to the opening day at Wrigley Field. Chicago Cubs. It was full. And they won. But did you know, as much as it pains me to say this, that wasn't centered around Jesus. Hey, and Reds fans, he doesn't go to your park either, okay? Just, I, I know what you was thinking. He ain't a Cubs fan because he's a Reds fan, Pastor. No, that's not it either. Okay? 
Just because there's a crowd doesn't mean Jesus is in the middle of it. And just because it's loud doesn't mean it's God. There was, uh, there, there, we, we have to understand this morning that there are noise followers in the crowd. Noise followers. And then we have the second type of person called noise makers that are in the crowd. Now this is who God has really called us to be. The Bible says, and I quoted it earlier, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. The crowd that day, was, as Jesus was entering the town, was praising God with a loud voice. The noise they were making was a noise to celebrate who Jesus was. But, there's two types of noise makers. The first type of noisemaker is the type of noisemaker that draws attention to themselves. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Unfortunately, many churches have desired to draw the noise to themselves rather than the second type of person, which is draw the noise or make the noise to glorify God. God's called us. To praise Him. God's called us to make noise. But it's not noise so we can get adoration. It's not noise so people can look at us. It's noise that we are praising God in the middle of everything that is going on. If there was ever a time in our world that Christians need to start making some noise, it is the day and the hour that we are living in right now. I, I said it's the day and hour that we're living in right now. I'm not talking about being Facebook fighters. I'm not talking about being keyboard warriors. I'm talking about praising God in the middle of the enemy. I'm talking about praising God in the middle of your problem. Praising God in spite of what the doctor's report says. Praising and giving glory to God to make some noise, to glorify Him instead of getting on our computers and writing messages that nobody cares about. If I ask you today, how much time this week did you spend on your phone or your computer writing messages and looking at Instagram and Facebook and everything else? And how much time did you spend praising God? I'm afraid that many of our time may be distorted to one side than the other. Christians have been silent for too long. We blame the government, we blame the president, we blame teachers, we blame professors, we blame everyone else, but I want to submit to you this morning, the condition of our world in the United States of America is a direct reflection of the silence of believers in the church. You say, Pastor, I don't like that. I'm just telling you this morning, when the church became silent, the world began to do what it wanted to do. And it's time that the church begins to make noise again. I don't know, but I believe Jesus is deserving of our praise. Our life should shout out a praise and glory to God. 
say, well, pastor, how can I, how can I praise God when everything is going wrong? How can we praise God in the middle of this world that is a mess? And listen, I'm not, not, not uh, doubting that sin is running rampant in our world today. But I'm here to tell you, just as they did on Palm Sunday, when Jesus and his triumphal entry began to crumb down the road, they were celebrating that Jesus was coming into that situation. This morning, I'm celebrating that Jesus is coming back into this situation. And I'm going to give him glory and honor because he's coming through my problem. Noise makers. Noise followers. And we have, before I go there, I, I want to share this. There was, ah, go on. Third is this, noise quieters. Somebody say noise quieters. See, the Bible says some of the Pharisees, they were in the crowd. They came to Jesus and they said, rebuke them, rebuke your disciples, Lord. And he said, he said, wait a second, you want me to shut them up? He said, I can't shut them up. Because if I shut them up, the stones are going to cry out. Just as the first Palm Sunday, uh, I would say this over 2,000 years later, there are still religious and non-religious people that are trying to quiet the noise of true followers of Jesus. The Pharisees were afraid. Of a revolution that would potentially overthrow their religious perceived power. I reminded of a time, and I, I know I think I've shared this before. Reminded of a time that me and and three other gentlemen, um, friends of mine, went to see T.D. Jakes. I don't know if you know who T.D. Jakes is, um, but he, he's a he's a, a, a really popular preacher, uh, and his story is amazing of what God has done through his life. And uh, not saying he's perfect. Hear me. Ain't none of us perfect. You say, well, I don't like this and this and this about him. Well, you probably don't like those things either about me. It's okay. We're not perfect. Don't, we're not perfect. But I remember going to a service in Indianapolis. And, and T.D. Jakes is an African-American preacher. And, and tends to have a lot of African-American following, which is, is great. Now, listen, I'm, I am not African-American. It's okay. It's all right. I know you didn't know for sure. I'm not. But, but I enjoy him. I enjoy his preaching. I enjoy the services. And so me and three other guys who look like me, well, they were skinnier, but they looked a little bit like me. We went to church in Indianapolis. And the place was, ha, I mean, it, it had this, this, the building had to seat probably 3,000 people. It, the church, it was packed. And they were standing in line. And we was out the line, the door, past the cars. I mean, we were standing in line. And we get into church, and somehow, I don't know, it was God's favor. It had to be. Or, or I, don't, I almost say it was God's favor. We get in, in this place, they're putting people up in the second level balcony. And I'm like, listen, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. And they said, hey, you guys, you're, you're a preacher? Four or three, uh, two of the other three were ministers as well. And they said, Come with us. Come on, come on, come on. And man, I'm telling you, they put us about six rows from the front on the end, which I like sitting on the end. I like sitting on the end. And, and they put, I was like, Yes, Lord, go ahead and put me where you want to put me. 
Yes, sir. And, and, and I, as I'm sitting there, getting ready for service, and then the music come on, they begin to praise and worship. Uh, I looked over. Actually, I'll be honest. I didn't look over for a second. Uh, one of the guys beside me nudges me with the elbow. He says, I was like, what? It's wrong with your neck. He said, no, look. And I looked over to my left, and there was this lady who, I'm telling you, I know her hair wasn't real. I know it. Because she was going like this. I mean, she was dancing and shouting, and her hair was about to fall off. And she was, man, she was crying. She was having a moment. And I seen somebody come over, and you could tell they was like, oh, we don't need this right now. <laughs> they come over and they grab it and they said, settle down, settle down. And she got back to her seat, and a few minutes later, she's going again, and she starts shaking and worshiping and praising God and dancing in the aisle. There's people trying to shut her up, and she said, listen, what I've got on the inside of me, you cannot shut up. I wish we had some people. I'm not worried about you dancing. I'm not worried about you shouting, but I'm worried about you having something on the inside of you that will cause you not to shut up. the enemy is afraid of a revolution that will shed light on the fact that he has no true power in his hands why do you think they're trying to quiet the church? Why do you think they're trying to quiet believers? Why? Because it's, it's outdated material? No, this is good this is the same yesterday and forever it changes not, it's good today too, amen no, it's because they're afraid of a revolution. Jesus told the Pharisees, if they hold their peace, the rocks are going to cry out. I'm not worried today, and I'm not interested in the noise being shouted from rocks in my place. I don't know about you. I'm not going to be silenced I'm not going to be quieted. I refuse to allow a generation to miss what God has for it. I refuse to allow my family to miss what God has for it. I, I'm going to tell you, and you guys, this might be bad. Pastors might be bad. Might go south. Um, I'm part of the woke culture. Woke culture. It's on TV. Part of it. Uh, I Part of the woke culture. And uh, I, I actually have been part of that culture for over 30 years. It just continues to evolve. What is the woke culture? Well, society says the woke culture talks about uh, Gender and understanding genders and sexuality and and uh, and 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 race and I, listen, I'm not, I have no place for racism in my life or around this place. Everybody's the same to Jesus, and and so, but 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 they talk about all these other things and 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 and, and if you watch it, the woke culture is taking over society. How they can indoctrinate 
uh, our, our children, how they can indoctrinate people. And I'm part of it. I'm part of it. I'm part of it. I'm part of it. I have to admit it. I have to acknowledge it. Because I'm part of the woke culture. Uh, because I'm reminded of, of this body that was dead for three days. And he laid in a tomb. And then he woke up. And when he woke up, then I realized that he got up. And then 30 some years ago, I decided to take part and let him be my savior. And when he woke up, I woke up. And because he came into my life, now I'm part of the woke culture. I'm sorry. I'm part of it. Yes, I believe Jesus still saves. Yes, I believe Jesus still heals. Yes, I believe Jesus still provides. Yes, I'm part of it. Say, Pastor, that's silly. Listen to me. I'm not part of the junk they're portraying on the news. I'm part of this book right here. This book. You want to talk about a culture-modifying document. This is a culture-modifying document. You want to talk about something that will change the world. It has nothing to do with a preacher or a teacher other than his name being Jesus. I choose today to praise louder than before. I choose today, I said I choose today to stand up and be bold. Pastor, no, we can't offend. Listen, I'm telling you my desire is never to offend. My desire is to love and share through love. But the truth, the Bible says, will offend. But there's a way to say it. Let people know that you love them. Hear me. That's why I hate Facebook. You can't read tone in a message. You can't read emotion in a message. I don't care how emojis you put in. You can't read sarcasm either. So we had the noise followers, the noise makers. We have the noise quieters. Last we have the Noise fakers. See, the crowd of people waving palm trees and lifting their voice in praise and laying their coats on the ground, they all had a little bit of an issue. Because many of the crowd came because of the miracles that Jesus had done. Many of the crowd came because they thought Jesus was about to take over the leadership of the government. He was going to overthrow the Roman leadership. That was their mind's understanding of what a Messiah was going to do. Jesus didn't do any more miracles. And when he was taken and arrested and beaten and battered and bruised, and then he was hung on a tree, and, and, and he was beaten beyond recognition and then hung on a tree, crucified, they put his body in a tomb. For those people that day, they realized he wasn't going to overthrow the government. But what they didn't know is that Jesus was doing it a different way. How do I know that some were fakers? Because the same people, and Pastor mentioned it, the same people that were crying out with a loud voice and praising God and blessing Him and putting their coats and the palm leaves on the ground and, and honoring Him the same group a week later that were shouting crucify him they were noise fakers 
What if this morning Jesus does it differently than you? What if Jesus does it differently than you think? I'm going to give you an example. Can I give you an example? I will. I, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm paying for a wedding. Blessed event. And, and, and I, I'm, listen, I love Isaiah. And I love Allie. And, and I'd love for them to elope. Uh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Allie's not here today. It's okay. And their mom's back in a kid's shirt. So listen, I'm not, don't, just don't watch the replay. Um, but, but wedding costs money. Money. You know, wedding, and pastor talked about money holes. He talked about kids being weddings. Money holes. And, and, but, so I, I'm be honest. I was like, Lord, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, Lord. I don't know how we're going to do this. And I was, uh, uh, there was a company that uh, a, a number of years back that we had had a, 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 some things, some dealings with. And they put out a contest, a, co- a video contest. And they said, we want you to just, they, they put it out to everybody, all the customers. We want you to just tell about uh, your experience. How it was. There's a prize. And I thought, well, this can't be right for me because I have a radio face. Meaning it's better behind the radio instead of actually somebody seeing it. And I literally three times decided I wasn't going to do it. But finally, the very last day, I decided, okay, I'm going to do it with all my high-tech equipment. So I took my phone right here. And I put on a nice shirt with a pair of shorts. They couldn't see my shorts, so they see my shirt. And, and I, I started just talking. I, I, just, I started talking. And it was a good experience. It was a good company. Everything went well. Every, you know, it was a good time. And I sent it in. Thought no more about it. Thought, well, that was kind of a waste of my time to do. And a few weeks, uh, about two weeks ago, they called. Or they sent me an email. They said, we have a few follow-up questions we'd like to ask you. And I thought, oh boy. They said, could you do a Zoom call? I thought, listen, I can do any type of call, yes. So we, we, we set up a Zoom call, and they said, do you mind if we record this? And I thought, kind of. be honest with you, I think I had the same shirt on that I did in the interview, because I, I just had to put something nice on, anyway. I said, no, go ahead. And they start talking. They introduced themselves. And uh, they said they had over 500 submissions. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. They said, we really don't want to ask you any questions. We want to tell you that you out of the 500 won. I was like, I said, hold on a second. I was like, this is really my face. Like, you don't want to put this on your website or anything. I'm telling you. this is." I said, well. That's all. I said, hey, that's great. And they wanted to capture my, you know, my, my, uh, my reaction. And they said, oh, that's great. And I said, that's wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I don't know what I'm thinking for. I could be thinking for like jelly of the month, right? I don't know what I'm getting. And the guy said, you don't know what the prize is? I was like, no, I didn't read very well, evidently. He said, no, it was right on there. He goes, you don't know what the prize is? I said, no. 
says $5,000. I will tell you that my reaction got much bigger. Jelly is good, but $5,000 is better. And they asked me, they said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to pay for my daughter's wedding. You said, what are you saying that for? I'm telling you this. Listen, I didn't know how God was going to do it. But I know when we're faithful that God will get it to us somehow or another. Amen? I know that he's going to. You say, well, pastor, it's easy to do that when you're praising God when you already have it. No, I want you to understand, I was praising God before I had it. So the question is, and, and going back to it, listen, you say, well, that wasn't really a God thing. God did it different. I would have rather it just popped in my bank account. But God did it different. What if, what if God does it different in your situation? What if God does it different in your situation? When it doesn't go my way, when it doesn't seem like it's going to work, are you going to still praise Him? When the bills are coming and the money's not there, are you still going to praise Him? When the doctor's report says the worst and everything says it's horrible, are you still going to praise Him? You say, Pastor, I can't do it. I can't do that because I just don't have it in front of me. Listen, they were not praising Jesus because He was in the town. They were praising Him because He was coming to the situation. This morning, we need to start praising God because He is coming into our situations this morning. Everything's going wrong, but I'm going to praise Him. If I'm breathing, I'm going to wave my physical palm leaves. And I'm going to praise God for the victory and the triumph. And I'm going to rejoice in who He 